Damn. This is the only podcast on the internet not sharing White Lotus spoilers or talking about the season finale of White Lotus because we haven't all watched it yet. <laughs> uh, but JP was just in Maui at the original White Lotus. Uh, and so I guess we will, spoiler alert, JP did not die in season one or season two of the White Lotus. He is here, safe and sound, back from Yay! Maui. Nice. He got a Dobie's cowboy hat. Did you have to pay someone in the student section $500 for that? <laughs> or did you find it on the ground at research? We got it pregame, baby. There you go. Yeah. Nice. That's how we do it. Guys, What what is White Lotus? Yeah, what is, what is it? It's a show on HBO. Oh. I, I actually, I'm trying to figure out if I think you'd like it. So the hmm. the finale of season two is yesterday. I hadn't watched it at, at 6 p.m. Central Time yesterday. I had never watched an episode of my life. But it had been. And now you're on the end of season two. I <laughs> no end of season one. I watched oh four episodes. I watched four episodes yesterday, and it's a six. It's a six episode first season not that crazy so and then i watched uh while i was putting the final uh notes together for this episode the 75th episode of the belligerent beast podcast Woo! It's, it's vegas bowl week yeah it's jim beef's back week yeah it's the basketball teams are playing basketball week hmm a little bit of everything. We've got some good, some bad, and some and some fun uh, here here in the land of belligerence, uh, as we always do. Um, yeah, Benny, it's a it's a very it's like satirical drama, so it's like okay. pretty silly. I think you'd like it. Yeah, okay. it is. It is weird. Like there, right. there's it's a level of odd that's not common in a lot of shows but it's very well done i think you'd like it and i'm saying that based okay. on the five episodes of season one i've seen i've heard season two starts <laughs> slower but gets even better so okay yeah so i think yeah i think and i i, I without even uh i'm dude i'm so excited to meet yuri this weekend yeah that's right you're meeting her for the first time we, we can just turn this episode into a personal conversation <laughs> I feel that, like that's that, every episode. That's every episode. Sorry, listener. <laughs> I I get to meet Ben's girlfriend this weekend, and you don't, unless you're going to Vegas. In which case, we're staying at the. <laughs> um, but you really never met Yuri. I haven't you, met Yuri. No. Oh, I guess you weren't at that game when you guys came together. No. Right? The only time yeah, I interacted with Yuri was when, uh, uh, during <laughs> not an early pandemic, but. Uh, no, because you guys haven't started dating yet. But maybe like six, nine months, whatever. When JP thought you were dead and you really... I was 100% like, sure like, you were like, dead. like our own season of The White Lotus. Uh, then it was, was, then he was like the baby who died and we're trying to get to the bottom of this and JP went like full murder investigation. Uh, and we got in touch with Yuri who informed us, ha ha, dumbass left his phone in an uber <laughs> he was so much more mean to me <laughs> she was like i told him to tell his right. friends that his right. phone is missing did he not tell you we were like no and she was like god damn it <laughs> when she was like, she's like, it's so cute that your little friends were worried about you or something was that the quote <laughs> I, for, I forget exactly how she phrased it but yes it was it was uh something your along cute those lines. little friends were worried about you 
but I'm not. You really are. Thank you. And honestly, that we had never met Yuri, I wasn't sure at what she was capable of. Right. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. If I make her mad enough, yeah. Watch out. Yeah, I'll just send you cryptic emojis. <laughs> and if she had murdered you, that was what she would have said. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and we were just like we just accepted it like oh cool at least you didn't kill him and then we spent the next year only interacting on zoom and facetime like all of it could have been a simulation if i hadn't seen you drank with you hugged you in person recently that mm. I, I, then that's uh, that's a story that i could buy but uh we were all in person at uh at the civil war and that was weeks ago and thankfully all of our voices are back and fuller than ever yeah and but i'm you know, i'm i'm still fizzing off that yep i'm still off the, off the civil war one <laughs> yeah. hell yeah <laughs> has a dig benny i uh this question is for both of you but more so for benny J jp got sick as fuck and then had to travel so i i feel like he may have a day or two has passed where he didn't think about this has a full <laughs> day has a full day passed when you haven't watched highlights from Oregon State beating Oregon? <laughs> uh, I I don't know. I think... Watching the awesome Sister Act 2 video I made counts as watching highlights yeah. from Oregon State beating okay. Oregon. <laughs> so I think, like, I, I think some of the days I probably didn't actively search it out uh, and I just saw something on Twitter, but I would say there's been something that I have <laughs> come across uh, every day that reminds me of the Civil War. You've at the very let least. that win shower over you. Like, yes. Like the dirt over John C. Riley and Step Brothers. Yep. And I don't, and I don't try, like I used to be, for, for our listeners, I uh, used to and still carry some tendencies of being a troll on Twitter. <laughs> I used to be much worse. I used to be much, much worse. But there was an Oregon fan at the beginning of the season who was uh, assuring me that Oregon State would not be invited to any conference while Oregon was going to the Big oh, Ten, that one. and how our <laughs> and how our program meant nothing to any conference. Um, and I just put that next to his tweet that he made right after the Oregon State Oregon game, which was the sun will rise tomorrow. This shouldn't affect any of your lives. <laughs> As always, go Ducks. It's just a game. It's totally just it's... a game that I'm saying after four months of talking nonstop shit to other people. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it was uh, as the troll inside of me was very excited to tweet that. Oh man, we're still just on on cloud nine, straight buzzing, and yeah, honestly. Um, I, I want to win the Vegas Bowl, but even losing the Vegas Bowl is not going to do much to steal my shine. And I don't think it's going to do much to steal the uh, athletic department shine or the program's shine because, as we just saw, I feel like it was last week we were like, yeah, we'll see what happens. Oregon State's 10.5-point favorites. We'll probably see Smith awarded with a nice extension sometime in January with a nice bowl win going into it, hopefully, knock on wood. Uh, Scott Barnes said, fuck your bowl game. I don't care. We're awarding Smith and the coaching staff now. And I think we're all pretty happy to see that. Yeah, for sure. Especially for in, sure. in the uh, – there's a, a nice salary increase uh, for Jonathan Smith. Uh, word is still out on if he earned that for also doubling as the clock operator for the Willamette Valley Boys and Girls Club <laughs> Youth Basketball uh, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I need to know who won the game. Our man Stan was in the house, uh, but I want right. to know who won the game. I want to know which player on which team, whether it's Jonathan Smith's kid or not, had the best plus minus, and then I want to trade Rudy Gobert for that player onto the Timberwolves. <laughs> That's the deal you know I'm what? putting forth, Jonathan Smith. I, I think that it's uh, the, the Vegas Bowl is perfect. For, for someone like Jonathan Smith, because the look that he had in the picture that Stan took was not the look that I would have if I just signed a contract for $30 million. That dude <laughs> is so cool, calm, and collected. He has, like, the ultimate poker face. He's still wearing, like, the same black fleece that he got, like, reasonably priced at, like, a Patagonia outlet. And we'll just <laughs> yeah. keep the same style. I love him. I love yeah. him so much. How can you not? Yeah. Right. Yeah. He is. Uh, and, and that's what Oregon State needed to do, to be honest. They, they really did need to, to lock him up because, I, you know, Oregon State fans were really quick to get defensive when they saw his name mentioned specifically with the Arizona State job that, that <laughs> which is hilarious. Open. Right. That is still which is, hilarious. hilarious. But I think that there, that, that sort of animosity is rooted in fear. That I mean, Jonathan Smith is a uh, we're seeing in a, is an amazing coach, and he's not going to stay at Oregon State unless we give him what he what he deserves. And I think uh, Scott Barnes absolutely did that. Yeah, I mean, we'll get into it more, but I, I I'm surprised, of course, that it happened when it did, and we talked about it a bit last week that yeah, we'd love to see the what you know let's let the bowl game play out. Ten wins is probably very important to the staff still, but obviously yeah. not as important to the athletic department as right. we had initially anticipated. But it was also strange because he had already rolled into another year of his contract. So I felt like there was less urgency to have this happen at when it did compared to being like, well, he's got another year unlocked. So now we've got even more time. So we can wait until the season's done, the dust is settled, and then really hammer this out. But it looks like it seems like the athletic department really just went to him and just said, what's it going to take? Yeah. I, I think it was probably just a matter of we're, we're going to do this. Let's just do it now. Um, and I, I think maybe the, if I, I didn't detect any urgency, but uh, maybe with just how many coaches are changing places and most of the uh, head coaching vacancies have, have now been filled. Uh, w welcome coach prime to the pac 12. <laughs> this is going to yeah. be fun. We're going to try our best <laughs> not to talk much. too much prime on this show, but you know, probably during football off season, we'll, we'll, we'll get into some Dion. Dion, come on the pod. Or, I'm sorry. Coach prime, coach prime. Coach. Yeah. Don't mess ultimate, it up. Ultimate now advice. we're now I have to edit that out. Come on the same <laughs> as uh, Pat McAfee, who uh, has not said yes, but also has not said no. And it's maybe true. Benny and I will meet him at the Vegas bowl. Uh, but uh, I think yeah. if there was any urgency, it was, you know, just, uh, Obviously, we have a group of kick-ass assistants uh, that have done a hell of a job along with Coach Smith. And I think with uh, with this extension, there is an increase in salary for the assistant pool and support staff. And just sort of sending the message to them, obviously, beating Florida, getting to 10th win is important, getting a bull win is important. But your future with, <laughs> with this program does not re rely on what happens at this bowl game. This bowl game is... a it's a celebration of, of a great season. Like, yeah, <laughs> this is more party than football game as it should be. And, uh, I, I'm excited, uh, before we get into like the real meat of this episode, we'll talk more football. Uh, we got some basketball. We got to talk about, uh, some gymnastics. We got to talk about, uh, and some shout outs, uh, as always, uh, JP, I need a, a quick, a quick summary of 48 hours in Maui. 
That's that's a, yeah. that's a brief time, and you're coming back cowboyed up, <laughs> rocking at least one chain. Yeah. How 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 day. was it? I actually I I love uh, Hawaii. I've never actually been to Maui. Oh, it's my first time in Maui in almost twenty years, and uh, the last time I was there was with friend of the pod APZZ Aaron Stevens. Oh, fresh shout fresh out after a. high school Ron. graduation. <laughs> um, <laughs> high school graduation was almost twenty years ago. Yeah. Whoa. Dude. We spent the entire week in Maui, staying at uh, a resort far too nice for. That we should have been in. It was, it was at the the Westin in Kanapali. Did, did you say you saw the same like hotel liquor store where like Aaron somehow acquired a bottle of hypnotic? Yeah, multiple <laughs> bottles of hypnotic. <laughs> and Smirnoff, anyone buying, no one over the age of 21 or, or legal drinking age in any country has ever exclusively bought hypnotic and Smirnoff ice. Yeah, that was our breakfast drink, dude. We would mix it with Sprite, all three of them. Hypno, Smirnoff ice, and Sprite? Yeah. That's illegal. It was, actually, it was really sugary. I'm sure it was, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, my God. That's like starting your day with 64 ounces of Kool-Aid, Benny. <laughs> very very deliberate inside joke <laughs> um, what, what was was it a hennessy you mixed up uh hypnotic and hennessy and it turned green and that was the incredible hulk right yeah i think something like that i was really eager to try to get some hypnotic this this weekend and i just didn't get around to it i it's too convenient when you can you know just go to a bar uh, and let yeah. alone at my resort, I was staying at the Hyatt Regency. So shout out the Hyatt Regency. Um, yeah. Had multiple yeah. bars, and not only did I have multiple bars, but I had a swim up little grotto bar, which was so cool. And that's cool. Uh, it was my it was my colleague and friend's wedding. We had a, a really cool. It was at a really cool venue, um, Haiku Mill, which was like an old sugar mill converted to like a venue. Um, and so it was really really picturesque Maui. But yeah, I mean, I spent either my time going to the wedding or at the pool, drinking, eating, drinking, drinking, and at a wedding. So like what I do normally, but like in sunshine at, on an island, <laughs> drinking hypnotic, drinking hypnotic by the pool. Please, JP, please play five seconds of one, two step by Sierra, preferably the part where she said <laughs> the speed is automatic, hypnotic, some, and something or other. <laughs> that's how old i am and, and something or other that that is a that is a lot of flying for two days 48 hours in maui I, like it was actually pretty easy though once i got to the island and like but everyone that, that was there for the wedding including some you know friends and colleagues that were also attending we were all over the place so honestly i feel like if you think about a wedding weekend and you're thinking there's usually like jam-packed there's like a welcome dinner and like then you've got everyone gets together afterwards then you've got things in the morning of the wedding and then on and on and on uh there was none of that it was very low-key it was great but also that everyone was all spread out so essentially everyone just had like time to kill and and honestly Mm -hmm. it made it made the days feel longer it's one of those things i thought beforehand like this is nuts i'm going to maui for 48 hours like that's twelve hours of flying, <laughs> right. forty eight hours of paradise, including you know six hours of a wedding and a couple nights of sleeping. So it wasn't a ton of time, but I would do it again, and I would recommend it if you can make it work and the price point is good. 
go to Maui. Like, it was so worth it. I honestly would do it again in a heartbeat. Hot take. 48 hours in Maui without your wife and kids or work to distract you can be relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't burn us with the hot take. <laughs> I, I might do that. I'm, I'm going to go to I'm going to go to Maui by myself and drink pina coladas solo at the bar. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it won't be weird. And Mai Tais. Make sure you get a hand. And Mai Tais. And, and, and the Hypno. Can't, can't forget the Hypno. Definitely the hypnotic. And, and by by the hip, any any high school kids, you know, trying to trying to you know get get some hypno from the West End liquor store, you know, got got to help them out. It's probably not a <laughs> it's probably not a sting operation. Yeah. <laughs> it might be a sting operation. If, <laughs> or you just be the uh, guy in the orange cowboy hat at the pool with a full bottle of hypno. Yeah. Ooh, did you bring the orange cowboy hat to Maui? No, I should have though. <laughs> that would have been cool. Yeah. Next time, <laughs> next weekend when I go, that would have been amazing. Right. Um, <laughs> well, well, speaking of uh, alcohol and drinking, a topic rarely brought up on this podcast. Uh, let's get into the Reagan beers segment and uh, get into this episode. Uh, JP, I'm looking at you and that yeah. beautiful orange cowboy hat that I'm still can't get over. Shout out again to Oregon State Athletics Marketing and to uh, yeah uh, our our homie Brianna Galvez for for sure. Um, JP, what is yeah. your Reagan? Do you do you have a do you have like did you bring back a Kona? No, or... I had so many like Big Swell IPAs and Bikini Blondes. There you go. Uh, so, so what is your beer tonight then? That you're. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's an audio medium, JP. You need to. You need to. <laughs> Listener, JP has a beautiful beer in a beautiful glass that he just showed to put on screen. And then I told you about the beers I had like yesterday. And maybe he'll tell us about this one. We'll see. So this is um, this is one from Tavor again. But I just really like the label. It's pretty cool. And it's uh, it's from Parish Brewing, which is in Louisiana, Broussard. Okay. And uh, it's called Vermillionaire. Ooh. Ooh. Got a nice, like, kind of New Orleans-looking. New orleans meets Louis Vuitton vibe on that pattern, kind of. Yeah. That is a dope can. Yep, yep. And it's a double IPA, so I'm back in the saddle. That's why I'm wearing the cowboy hat. Oh, and... oh shit. Yeah, he was so sick he had to take time off drinking. He took time off the Peloton and time off drinking. You almost streak's gone. It's gone. You left you left your own body. That's how sick you were. It was it was (laughs) miserable. And now you're in a new body, back on the Peloton and back on the beer wagon. And that was also great, dude. My hotel had Pelotons. Right. Did they? That's smart. So like we said, old old streaks die so that new ones can be born. Yeah, mm. I did hit a thousand and one days in a row of, of hitting my move goal, and that was the day I died for a week. <laughs> a thousand and one. The day I died for a week. That's you that's... hit your move goal one thousand and one days in a row. Yeah. Oh man. Well, this is a wellness podcast. Honestly, it that's how you could have one of these double IPAs. Right, because because you always yeah, stop at so. one two. <laughs> 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 the belligerent beeves noted reasonable uh consumers um nice well betty i see you sipping something out of what looks to be a mcdonald's cup uh so on on, on the well on the wellness thing yeah speaking of wellness and speaking of uh jp 20 years ago i also mix things with sprite this is a sprite and i also <laughs> took an edible and so uh those two things are both very sugary as well 
and uh yeah maybe a different outcome than hypnotic and smearing off ice i don't know it could be the same <laughs> a, hip- a hypnotic flavored edible um you know what i was actually just thinking when jp was talking about hypnotic i kind of forgot what it tasted like blue it's like blue raspberry <laughs> you know it, it just tastes like blue. blue it tastes like blue you know like kids like don't like it's like what 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 flavor icy at the movies did you get blue i think that's what it tastes like yeah. with like a yeah. more bite and you just like kind of think like sierra music is about to start and then just like <laughs> Everyone around you will start dancing to the Sierra music once it starts. <laughs> but really, it all just like, feels um, like a lot of acid in your stomach and yeah. <laughs> not that yeah. good of a buzz. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, yes, it did taste like uh, hypnotic. Uh, and, um, yeah, that's Dope. what that's what I'm having. Wait, were they drinking hypnotic in the Tipsy video, Jaquan? Uh, JP, please play Five Seconds of Tipsy by Jaquan. Nice, yes. It doesn't answer our question. Go find the answer by listening to it for five seconds in (laughs) post-production. But I feel like we need to remind our listeners that once upon a time, a rapper named Jaquan had a song about being in the club getting tipsy. And uh, he he whispered a lot of rhymes. And since we whispered a lot of uh, trash talk to our our neighbors down south a couple episodes ago, I feel like that actually that's 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 when the five second segment is in conversation with previous episodes. Yep. This all comes together. It's a narrative podcast. (laughs) Wait for that. (laughs) Premeditated partner. Um, I think they were drinking some of everything in the tipsy video. I mean, that Maybe, explains a lot, to be honest. You know what video I was watching right before the podcast? Ooh. Ooh. What? Do I want it to was, Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was corn at the 99 Woodstock show. Dude. Oh, it was. Oh yes. God. Yes, so awesome. We're gonna have we're gonna have a Betty's bonus belligerence where it's just you and I talking at length about Woodstock '99 because I have thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Listener, any listeners, I I will talk uh, to you for any at any time for any amount of time about Woodstock '99 or Fire Festival or any other music festival that turned into a disaster. I have no plans that would keep me from that. <laughs> that's that's amazing. Yeah, so. I, I can't. I can't imagine why the crowd got unruly at that music festival headlined by Corn, Metallica, Megadeth, Limp Bizkit, <laughs> Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, and with with all with all of those young white men of the '90s who were so well behaved. Right. At every, every, every right. Time. And they just yeah, they gave them the Tinder. Yeah. It was supposed to be a peaceful candlelit vigil. Anyway, my beer is a craft lager from a, it's another Summit beer, um, but it, I, it's one I don't believe I've had on it. It's a Dakota Soul, just a very good Ooh. lager in honor mm. of uh, my my neighbors uh, to the west a little bit, uh, the great states of North and South Dakota. And when I first had this in my fridge and was like, "That's gonna be my beer tonight," I thought about making fun of North Dakota and South Dakota. But I feel like people make fun of the Dakotas a lot. So instead, I looked at our listener data and found that we have listeners in both of these great American states. So shout out to our listeners in Grand Forks, North Dakota, of which there are at least three based on (laughs) what the metrics are showing. 
And shout out to <laughs> South Dakota, which has at least three total listeners and probably more given that three different municipalities uh, showed up. And I will shout out the top one, and that is Brandon, South Dakota. I'm shouting that one out because it was on top. And also so I can bring back this bit and say, I used to smoke pot with Brandon, South Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> so hell yeah, Dakotas. This was a beer made in Minnesota, but it's in tribute to you. And it's just a very good lager. So I drink Summit on this a lot just because it's one of the bigger, more dependable craft beers in the Twin Cities area. I always, always recommend Summit beer. Summit, sponsor the Midwestern contingent of this podcast. Belligerent Beeves is glo- global. Yeah. It might be for we a university. That's, we are global. We're, we're, we're around. We're going to start uh, shouting out international listeners, too. Um, I Ben like is Japan. looking off shout of his Japan. screen. Yeah, shout out Japan for sure. Yeah, we were in, we were in Japan was, before we went South Dakota. Ben, I, it looks I like remember you're trying to locate South Dakota on a map based on <laughs> <laughs> how much your face is moving right now. It's the one no. next to Minnesota. No, not that one. The one below that one. <laughs> <laughs> I. I remember seeing uh, somewhere that there was somebody from one of the Dakotas that I was like, what? No way. You know who it was? Wiz Khalifa. What? Is from North Dakota. How did I not know this? Wiz Khalifa <laughs> is from North Dakota. And I don't think, if I remember right, he wasn't just born there. He, like, was this is... partially raised there, too. Mind blown, right? Okay. he's He was born in Minot, North Dakota. That, that is confirmed yep. by Wikipedia. Uh, I would have so said that was min- minute or minnow. It's my not. Uh, my minute. Fa- my <laughs> Why favorite. Not? My favorite corner of the internet, maybe the early life section of <laughs> yes. ce- celebrities and their Wikipedia thing, where it's like they, it's, it's Wiz Khalifa. Uh, let's see, is there? Yeah, he he went to. Oh, he is a military brat. <laughs> Those uh, are Wikipedia's. Wiz, don't get mad at me. <laughs> Uh, JP, <laughs> please play five seconds of black and yellow by Wiz Khalifa. Yeah. Uh, okay, so his parents were in the military. That makes sense. There's a base in Minot. And he, Wiz lived in Germany. He lived in the UK and also Japan. Shout out Japan, uh, yeah. home of the uh, 96th best sports podcast in Japan, the Belligerent Peace podcast, uh, before <laughs> settling in Pittsburgh. Um, that's where the the wait so where did north dakota stem from he, he was born there he was born there he started in north dakota what a what a upbringing though you go from north dakota to germany <laughs> <laughs> there is probably yeah. like all through the midwest there's a bunch of just like to a point replica german villages there's actually one in washington too leavenworth yeah all right we're gonna go new new uh bucket list go to oktoberfest with wiz khalifa <laughs> <laughs> that will be the next I feel like live that'd show. be so fun the first live show <laughs> and he show. has he has to rap black and yellow in german yeah oh two germans yeah Ooh. i bet that would sound not as good as black and yellow eh. it's like schwarz and schwarz and something what's yellow in schwarz and schweigel <laughs> okay then we just dropped out of the top 1000 towards podcasts no, we're, we're, we, Germany. We, we moved up in Japan, but we moved down in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Gelb. So it's Schwarz und Gelb. Schwarz und Gelb, Schwarz und Gelb, Schwarz und Gelb. <laughs> oh, that sounds okay. Uh, <laughs> gentlemen, raise your goblets. 
And let's have a Prost since we've been talking about German E and German colors and stuff. So, <laughs> Prost, my dudes. See you in Munich for Oktoberfest with Wiz Khalifa. Yeah. Um, the entire Wiz's, beer fam's invited. Wiz's agent, I, we, we know you're a listener. So, uh, <laughs> reach out to our people. That's our um, South Dakota listener. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Brandon, <laughs> South Dakota, Wiz Khalifa's agent. Um, in addition to the um, Oregon State football staff, uh, coaching staff, headlined by the man, the myth, the legend, uh, Jonathan Smith, a lot of honors rolling in for uh, players on the Oregon State football team. Uh, we can't even go through all of these, but, you know, Jack Coletto won the Horning Award like we had all expected. Uh, a fan vote was uh, was part of the process for this. So good shit, Beaver fam. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we kicked ass. And that's not just stuff in the ballot box. That's like that. That's just Coletto earning it. It's like it well-deserved. Like, I mean, if, even if you're a casual and you're just like you're going through like, OK, yeah. that Horning Award and you see all the positions listed under Jack Coletto. Like, how do you, you know, go quarter, quarterback, running back, fullback, tight end, inside linebacker, uh, special teams, emeritus professor, uh, professional painter, chimney sweeper, uh, all kinds of shit. Like, you're just voting for Jack Coletto. Oh, the other guy played running back, receiver, and defensive back, like Deion Sanders. Who even is Deion Sanders? I've never heard of him. <laughs> New coach for Colorado. What? They still have a football team? What the fuck? Um, so congrats, congrats to, you know, Captain Jack, uh, really excited to get to watch that guy play one more game. That's what this bowl game is for. Yeah. For, for yeah. Guys. That, that would have, that would have been the only one that I would have been, I mean, not upset, but like really disappointed that he didn't win. Yeah. It was very clear and obvious that that was his award for sure. Right. Um, 19 total. Uh, all conference selections across the first team, second team, and honorable mention. That's the most in program history. That's um, huge. Damian Martinez and also our boy Jack Velling, freshman All-Americans. Uh, Anthony Gould named first team All-American punt returner by CBS Sports. We knew how good Gould is, is and was this season. Uh, I didn't know that his uh, 18.57 yards per punt return led the nation uh, and also that he was one of five with two different punt return touchdowns uh, honored by a national media outlet like CBS sports who cover all, every college football team, every conference, FBS, FCS, division two, II, division three uh, for them to, you know, notice that this fantastic punt returner out of Oregon state in the PAC 12 shows me that while, you know, you can't cure beaver bias in a day, but that, that uh, CBS sports earned some points with me with this one. And I, and I, I, I listened to the cover three podcast. I see you CBS. But that, I, I'm just happy you you uh, honored our man, A.G., because he's electric. Yeah, you know, it's like I remember, I, I think it was probably one of you guys at the game against Montana State, one, the game where he first popped a punt return for a, a touchdown. Um, <clears throat> saying before that. That was like, me. It, it's been a, yeah, yeah. It's, it's been a while since it. we've seen a return. And it's funny to go from that conversation to him winning that. I, I, I think award. JP specifically said it's been a while since we've seen a punt return touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Literally like a minute later. It was of like... exactly 68 yards where the return man reached a speed of 19.42 miles per hour. Uh, it, it wasn't that specific, but JP did call the hell out of that play. Yeah. I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad I did. I'm glad I did. For sure. Gould, Gould is uh, well-deserving of the recognition 
And you know, it's not surprising. CBS Sports Network, they like us. Mm-hmm. They, we 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 put on a good show for them when they had our uh, our broadcast for Fresno yeah. State. So, you know, Dante Whitner. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that was a fairly entertaining game. Remember the spaces that went until 2.30 a.m. Central Time after that? Yes. <laughs> My toilet remembers. <laughs> you guys, can I give you a hot take? Oh, yes. I don't think – so I obviously have a ton of respect for, for Gold, but I don't even think that he's our best returner on the team. I think Who do you Matt think the best belongs, returner on the team, Benny? Mr. Mr. Silas Bolden. Wow. Well, Good thing, we have two, good thing we have two return positions. Yep. <laughs> and, what about Jack Coletto? Not, not, he was a returner. Right. <laughs> Jack, I, I'd say, yeah, if, if for traditional punt and kick returning, I'd say it's, uh, you know, a, a tie at the top for Gould and Bolden uh, with Coletto a, a close third. <laughs> uh, a clo- yeah, close second slash third. For, for our big man, Jack. I was playing Madden tonight with the Mini Bay, and we blew the game. I blew the game. We were the Niners. We were playing the Rams. And I and I was like, I got this. You know, I was like so cocky. And I'm driving down field. It's, there's a minute, some, minute 40 left. And I throw the dumbest pick. Somehow we get a three and out still, even though we only had one time out. And it's like, <laughs> it's like fourth down. The Rams decide to punt. And this is like why it's hilarious. It's a video game, right? But the Rams punt. And we catch the, we catch the punt. As the clock hits, you know, triple zeros. And I told him, I'll take the punt return. And he was like, you got this, go to the house. He's like going crazy. And I maybe took it five yards, got tackled. The game was over. (laughs) But this ties into this point nicely because if you had to pick Gould or Bolden to win you a game, who who do you go to? If it's a punt return, Mm -hmm. Gould. If it's a kick return, I, Bolden. I don't know the sport well enough to give a reason <laughs> as to which one I would think for a punt or a kickoff. Right. Um, but I would say Bolden. I think Gold, man, he's really, really good. But I think, like, he obviously took two to the house. But Bolden seemed like he was more dangerous. Even though he didn't get one to pop, like, it seemed like he was on the verge well, almost every single he, time. He popped one. He, he didn't take it to the – take it to the house and popping one is different. <laughs> as – I declared last year. Is that predicted, official? Right, by the according to the belligerent bees official glossary, as, <laughs> when I predicted several times last season that Trey Lowe would pop one, and uh, listeners, when I pause like that, it's because I'm putting this in air quotes. <laughs> pop one is just it, it's you you know it when you see it. It doesn't necessarily mean a touchdown, but you know that 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 kick return, that kick return, that kick return though. Against Oregon, though, that kick return by That's Silas Bolden against Oregon, though, yeah, he popped one. It's true. Did that sound natural? I, I stand corrected. I stand corrected. So he popped one. He did not. How he did not house one, but he popped one. He popped several. I I apologize, Beaver fam. <laughs> Brushing up on your definitions, dude. Yeah. <laughs> for missing the definition or for spurring me onto the last minute and a half of what this segment has spiraled into. Both. I apologize <laughs> sincerely uh, to everyone. But yeah, we are uh, embarrassment of riches uh, in the return game department. Um, yes. It's also kind of crazy. Like the Pac-12 does their own uh, selections and then other, there's you know all these different outlets. So uh, AP didn't have the same uh, opinion on first team selections. Um, but whereas Pac-12... Gabe Catano Ladapo, who is a big part of our team this year, a uh, honorable mention. AP gave him a uh, first team selection. 
So, uh, Oladapo, happy to see your name in lights more too, man. Uh, lot, yeah. Lots of big hits, uh, some sacks, big plays by, by number 28 uh, on the defense all year. So, it's just – it's a year where I feel like, you know, even though we've, we tried to premise this by being like, let's not get – read too much into this. Let's not get upset about – a lack of recognition for awards and everything. I thought Jonathan Smith's uh, quote when he was asked about him and Kalen DeBoer uh, sharing the Pac-12 Coach of the Year award, he was like, I would have won the thing myself if I hadn't voted for the guy. Um, (laughs) Perfect, perfect, uh, wholesome stuff from the uh, best clock operator in the Willamette Valley for youth basketball and also a pretty fine football coach as well. And uh, didn't didn't Kalen DeBoer win National Coach of the Year in AP or it was one of the awards that I saw? I thought I'm not sure. This is the part of the podcast where we uh, look things up, Terry. Let's you look are, this up. I, I'm, you look I'm looking this like up. you're in the midst People. of looking up something. Associated Press College Football Coach of the Year award. I don't. It has not been awarded yet. Maybe he's a front runner. Maybe, front-runner. Was an AP. Yeah. Maybe he's a front runner. Um. Anyway. Hey, do you guys think that like players? I mean, there's so there's so many accolades now, right? Like all these different different publications making their selections and whatnot. Do any of them give them anything to as like as recognition of hmm. their I think so. a- award? Like, do they get like a little like you know, plaque or a certificate? I mean, something hmm. for all American that's given by the AP. So I doubt it, right? Unless it's sponsored by somebody. They get a trophy, or was that an NCAA violation for them to receive trophies in the no, past? Because you get the they, Heisman. Yeah, now they get graphics. You get the Heisman trophy. Yeah. Well, they some get, some they people were punished for receiving the Heisman trophy based on your interpretation of previous events. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they get they get NFTs. They should. It's a picture of the trophy. When we launch our award show. <clears throat> which is still in the works, but coming, uh, we'll make sure that everyone gets NFTs. Everyone, everyone gets NFTs. <laughs> we do have an NFT yeah. for those who don't remember. Yeah, it's like it's like Drake oh, yeah, inspired one, right? I don't even know how to like what to do with it, but we, we own it, and we were trying we're trying to sell it. It's still for sale. Are there really is creepy it? ones of us, like in like Toy Story animation style, also NFTs, or is that something else? <laughs> no, I think I just made those. Oh God! Well, let's <laughs> let's uh, let's unmake those as uh, soon as possible and just get get them off the internet. I like the one of you as a Simpsons character. That one's perfect. The, Sim- the Simpsons ones were good. The Simpsons ones were good. I'll say that. The the, the, the Pixar ones were terrifying and maybe still keep me up at night uh, on, on occasion. <laughs> Uh, Bees still ten and a half point favorites uh, against the Gators, according to Bet GM. When we looked at earlier today, uh, some of the players in uh, Florida in the transfer portal for transfer portal for Florida may still play. Uh, doesn't seem to be too many significant players. Uh, still, their three best players are still declared for the NFL draft. So it seems that we are well earned favorites here. Uh, I'm sure a lot of uh, people who talk shit to my friend Benjamin Lawrence Sebastian Weehage on Twitter will be quick to let us know how uh, impactful the Vegas Bowl is if Oregon State ends up losing. But- I had to say this, though, while we're talking about the spread and being favorites right. and all the odds kind of going against Florida with the transfers, the de- declarations, etc. I don't like it. I'll be, yeah, I'll be honest. I really don't like it. And I, and I don't want to even – like I don't want to compound it by saying – but the result won't really matter, you know. Like I wasn't trying to compound it, but no, no, I'm not saying we, you, or anyone was. But yeah. I don't want to because I do kind of feel that way. Because I even said 
the 10th win is super important for us just to secure money from the athletic department so we can pay the assistants, we can pay Jonathan right. Smith. All that's out the window. It's done. The ink is dry. So we don't even need anything to right. this is, there's no there's nothing leaning on this outcome uh, of this game other than pride, maybe a little bit of momentum, maybe some recruitment help. Right. But no, that's kind of it. But I, but I just don't like that we're favored so heavily. I want to beat a fucking SEC school. I do too. I thought we had. But I do I, feel like this team might perform better if we right. were ten and a half point dogs just because they're yeah. SEC. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think in a way the pre-Christmas bowl game date helps us because I doubt there was even that much of a break between practices from beating Oregon to now. I'm sure Smith gave them a little bit of time off. Uh, but I think that's where it's you're, – you, you're playing again in 17 days, whereas some teams are playing in like 35. And I, I love <laughs> – uh, I'm endlessly amused by Dashiell's mentions on Twitter every day. But like as he's pointed out to a, a number of uh, reply guys, like the Bulls rap, like racketing up in meaning as you get closer and closer to New Year's Day is a very 90s way of thinking. Like these games are yeah, pretty random. Yeah, I saw that too. Pretty randomly placed. Uh, there's obviously a, a rhyme and rhythm to how the matchups are made and, you know, there's TV stuff and there's structure to it, of course. But I mean, I, I, I think our game is more fun than what the holiday bowl is going to end up being. And I think well, you know, there's another 12 days between our game and the holiday bowl. Like I kind of rather play now and it's early in bowl season. People aren't tired of endless college football games around the holidays yet. Uh, yeah. I think people will tune into this. I did forget that the NFL has flexed some of its games to that Saturday afternoon. So you're going, we're going straight up with a few yep. NFL games, like three games, TV. like a triple header. Yeah. But, and you know, it's not, it's on ESPN. It's at 1130 AM Pacific time. It's Vegas bowl. People will see an sec logo on the scoreboard and then they'll see our logo with a nice number 14. Hey, aren't the right Vikings playing it. Saturday? Yeah. I'm going to miss the fucking Vikings game. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I was going to say, they put the all the trash teams yeah. on the Saturday. They flex yeah, them on the Saturday. Hey, hey, yeah. <laughs> I know you're feeling yourself because Brock Purdy is secretly the greatest quarterback of all time. And he just fell into your lap. <laughs> hey, who needed more sports luck in their fandom lives? <laughs> JP. Here is Joe Montana 2.0 on a silver fucking platter. And he's going to beat Mr. the Relevant. golden boy. God damn it. I am, I am very excited to see terry in december not being able to watch the vikings during a vikings game i'll be fine i'm just excited to, i'll yeah i know i'm shaking my head <laughs> i will be fine i'll be fine i I'll know fine. not when you look at the I'm score on your phone though you're gonna be so mad wanting to watch the game all right like, fuck fuck I, I need to watch this i need to tune in Jesus fucking christ Jesus fucking christ Another fucking false start. Are you fucking kidding me <laughs> god damn it kirk cousins you have one job <laughs> Uh, the mark of every <laughs> what are i i need to figure out I, i'm gonna go back in our whole uh group chat history and figure out what what penalty i complain about the most <laughs> far i can tell you it's far and away false starts but we I don't like we penalties pre-snap <laughs> holds <laughs> pre-snap unforced errors this is where <laughs> champions are made <laughs> A combination like, of the play clock running out, of delay of game, and delay of game. Stars. It was delay of game is is, is yeah, De delay of game gets to me. T 
Terry is uh, turning but... red just thinking about delaying a game. <laughs> Could you imagine if Terry had to hold clipboards on the sideline for any football team? I would have they been would fired. I'd be so fired my first day a as a grad game. assistant because I would have broken. Like, why is the clipboard broken and the play sheet crumpled? <laughs> Delay a game in the second quarter. <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry. I'm lucky you guys. I love me. it. You are lucky. Uh, I love it. <laughs> thank you, JP. I I am lucky to. Uh, cheer for two fantastic football teams who are both going to win on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> and I will be watching one of them in person. The other one will have to do well without me. Are you guys, hey, for both, let's talk about Saturday really quick before we move into basketball. For you guys, not the game, but you guys. Ooh. What's where can anyone find you? I know you don't want to like tell everybody, you know, your exact room I, number. I will be in a room hotel, number. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, We'll be in room but you number four twenty sixty nine. We've got buffet plans on Saturday night, right? Okay, but oh, before yeah. the game, All right. nothing before, before the, game. the game. Okay, so we're gonna try and go to the Corona Fan Fest tailgate at the stadium before the game. Nice. Yep. So nice. that is happening. I believe it starts at eight, eight thirty, yep. maybe. They moved everything up, so we're gonna try to be at the Corona Fan Fest uh, before the game Friday night. Uh, we'll probably be – what games are – I don't think there are that many uh, crazy sporting events Friday night. But we'll probably be like – we'll be around Caesars Sportsbook area. We're not probably staying flex at the, Caesars. the Vikings yeah. into Friday night. Oh, I, I would appreciate that. That would be cool. <laughs> that would be cool. Uh, Friday, Friday, NFL Friday Night Lights. They should do that late yeah. in the season instead of just putting random games. And on play Saturday at a high school stadium in I'm Texas. I'm right here. I'm right here. I'm <laughs> I'm just excited to smoke a cigarette inside, not because I like smoking, but oh, because dude. it's the only place, the yeah. only place where you can smoke a cigarette inside. Uh, you can find uh, me swearing at a golf club at the MGM Standard Top Golf, um, and also we'll be at In and Out for sure. Uh, this yep. is the this is the coolest Vegas trip that's ever been uh, described. Uh, we are hitting, we're hitting Bacchanal Buffet at one point. Thanks for hooking that up, Benny. Oh, and, yeah. And uh, after, we're kind of keeping things open after the game. We'll, we'll want to, yep. you know, probably – I'm planning on hitting the spa a little bit for sure. Uh, oh, yeah. But, yeah. but ba Bacchanal is Saturday night. And then Sunday, uh, World Cup final and NFL games. So and we'll find – stuff probably. <laughs> and other know. stuff probably yeah well yeah we'll we'll be at uh we'll be at um some yeah as soon as we book. figure out what sports book we're at we'll 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 let the people know yeah the and then out. i'll i'll be doing this monday and i would highly recommend it even though i haven't been yet yeah. uh <laughs> popping an edible um, and going to the immersive art exhibit yes meow wolf <laughs> megamart I'm very excited for that. <laughs> so if you're going to Vegas, it's Meow Wolf Megamart. Look it up. Look it up right. Me later. Look it up right. Meow. Right. Meow. <laughs> uh, don't skip on those plans. Meow. Uh, I'm going to see y'all in Vegas. Right. Meow. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Moving on. Um, I, oh, one thing. I want to do one more thing on football. If, if I may, JP. Um, this wall, you know, you can approve the, the drama uh, and intrigue may have been pared down for this game. But there are a few names that I want to read because 
while a lot of people are can stick up their noses at bowl games a lot. I love how many bowl games there are. Uh, college athletes and football players across the country work their asses off. And these are often great experiences uh, for them to put the stamp on their college football careers and spend more time with their teammates. Uh, a list of players who you can watch this Saturday, either in person or on ESPN around the globe for the last time in a Beaver uniform. Tristan Jebbia, Treshawn Harrison, Tyjon Lindsey, Brandon Kipper, Simon Sandberg, Cody Anderson, Kyrie Fisher-Morris, Jack Coletto, Jaden Grant, and one more. Another Terry Quirk, more loving than how much I love yelling about delay of games and pre-snap unforced errors. What are we, gentlemen? We are a punters podcast. Luke Losher. Mm. Punter in your programs, but number one in your hearts. He's been an incredible punter for this school and for this <laughs> university and for us, uh, Luke Locher. I love everyone on that list. Uh, so, yeah, just wanted to get them mentioned one more time on the last Beaver belligerent beeves episode that will air before their Oregon State football careers come to a close. Uh, whatever is next for you, whether it's on the football field or what all the other amazing things you're going to do, uh, thank you for everything you've done for Oregon State football and for giving us more reasons to smile than we had, we'll say, six years ago. <laughs> thank you so much. You're all stars, and let's beat the fuck out of some Gators. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of players on that list that will be playing on Sundays um, or Saturdays if they yeah. get flexed. <laughs> yeah. a, lot of, a lot of players playing on week 15 Saturdays. I'm going to be... <laughs> I'm going to be that Eric, that really annoying fan in the stands getting really excited when Losher punts on Saturday. <laughs> Please do that. Nice. I'm down. It's getting exactly. insanely loud every for time sure. he's back there waiting for the long snap. Right. I mean, the pregame starts at 8 o'clock, so we'll be good and, good we'll and be, uh, we'll fueled be toasty. up. We'll be toasty and, and fueled. Uh, kind of depends on what we get into Friday night, but, yeah. you know. Are you guys going to join the halftime Twitter spaces, or am I going to just do that solo if my phone doesn't not work? Oh, we'll have to figure that out. That means that we'll make a game time decision. <laughs> that means a game no. time, a game time halftime decision. <laughs> You've been to the game time halftime. It's right by the penthouse. Penthouse. <laughs> uh, tough Sunday for both men's and women's basketball teams oh. at Oregon State. Uh, it was a dual screen Sunday night that looked to be going really well for a stretch of time. And I want to do my best to pull from the positives here. Uh, first, women's side, leading in the going into the fourth quarter against the hated Oregon Ducks and Kelly Graves, that coach that I hate, on the puke court, that court that I hate. So Looked gross. like this was just going to be a typical, you know, Ruick win uh, that we've grown accustomed to. And we... we <laughs> Same thing on their floor last year, and we just didn't didn't have uh, didn't didn't have the staying power uh, in this one uh, to pull it off. But the gamer runs, and it looked like we were our runs were gonna outdo their runs uh, and pull it out. But that was all for naught. Uh, men's team was leading at the half uh, at Texas A and M, uh, which was on ESPN two. It was kind of fun to see a. a Oregon State men's. It was broadcast. on at the bar at the airport in Maui. Exactly. In Maui in high oh, definition. Oh, check that. Yeah, nice. Uh, some good news. Uh, Christian Wright and Justin Rocheland both played uh, their first minutes of the season coming back from injury. And 
like the team looked more energized there they they looked like there is a bit more continuity and uh that you know tinkle was able to to play around a little bit more um and that it was a great first half second half not so much uh i want to give a little bit of props to the texas a&m crowd i feel like sometimes these early december crowds in you know sort of random non-conference games between unranked teams can often fall pretty flat their fans uh their students in particular were there they were loud uh it felt like a, a basketball a college basketball game that mattered because it did uh so shouts to those fans creating an atmosphere that it looked like our our guys were there and gonna you know pull out a win that we could come back and circle and be like oh yeah this is another big statement of how much the tide has turned uh in a positive way for this program in just a year's time but it, it kind of just felt like they ran out of gas. Yeah, and I think with the men's especially, not just the gas, but like, I mean, we're, we're still relying so heavily on, on all the newcomers. And, and, and Jordan Pope played fairly well uh, when there was a lot to be asked of him. And Runyon's, Runyon's played great too. So it it's it's one of those things where like I, I, was, I was hoping that some of the other guys would continue to kind of elevate this team when times of need and they run out of gas and they, they can lean on more experience um, or continuity as well. And, I, and I, I haven't seen that yet. And I think that's kind of the missing component of pulling out some of these games where like, oh, yeah, we're, we're up a half on the road, which road wins are very hard to come by for this program recently uh, and traditionally even. And, and so you can't just like rely on, on like your freshmen to, to come in there or your, or your new transfers to come in there and just like make it work. Um, the one thing I would say though was exciting and disappointing though. Like it was great seeing Christian Wright and Justin uh, Roshlin out there, but like they, they looked rusty. Like they, yeah. they weren't the saviors that uh, people were maybe anticipating they could be uh, at least not yet. And I don't, and I, right. I don't think that's a fair um, request to, to make of them. When not only were they new to the program, and the program is in the midst of an entire like you know image flip, um, but also they're coming off injuries. So I, I, I'm hoping that some of this will all come together again, and, and that uh, Tinkle will still figure out a way to incorporate all this talent. That I think he does have a lot of talent, but um, there's there's something to be said about needing some of these veterans, uh, even though they're not that you know that old. Not that um, veteran, yeah. But that we we just need them to to step up and be kind of the glue to keep the program or to keep the team, uh, the, keep their fight alive in games that maybe we are leading when we shouldn't. Right. Yeah. I, it it definitely like the feeling is so much different than last year. Even though some of these games are are sort of the same result, and I think that the the basketball team feels like where the football team was maybe like three or four years ago where you have a lot of really young talent, not a lot of leadership, but these games are important. And um, I think this game, along with what we saw at the PK 958 was, uh, <laughs> was, was, was very, um, well, it was very important for, for the growth of this team. And now that we have the full team back together, um, I think that we'll see that growth. And again, like, you can you compare them against some of the the other teams in the Pac-12, and I think that you'll see the Beavers become better, um, more exponentially than some of these other more veteran teams. Well, they, they're the all bought in. That's the thing. Like you could tell. That's yeah. That's why a loss this year is so much different than a loss last year. Even early on, right. a loss last year 
felt like the team had quit. They were waiting. Yeah. They were waiting to get a lead to coast through a game. And when that lead never came or it wasn't sustained for very long, the team last year was just like, I give up. I'm not fighting back. I'm not yeah. clawing back for this. This year feels like, yeah, it's been disappointing. We've had some rough times where we've led and had opportunities to win games that we probably on paper shouldn't even have been close to winning. And then we don't. But it's not for lack of effort. Like I, I don't, I don't see the quit in this team at all. And 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 to right. me, that says so much more. Like you're saying, Benny, like that the growth will come when the players are bought in. They're they're trying. They're listening. They're playing for each other. And I, and I think that this team has that right now. And I and I wouldn't be surprised if we see some really surprising wins through the rest of the year. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see yeah. a pretty exciting postseason uh, with this team. I don't know how far it would go, but. It won't be a one and done. Right. And yeah. like you mentioned, JP, uh, road woes, uh, just something that keeps biting this team. Uh, we've got some home cooking coming up. I don't want to overlook any of these teams, but next three games, all at Gill, December 15th against Seattle, uh, December 18th against Green Bay. Boo. Not the Packers, University of Wisconsin, Green Bay, but still, fuck them. And <laughs> uh, Wednesday, December 21st against uh, uh, Denver University. So, uh, you know, three opportunities, three games that you, you'd like to win uh, to keep hitting the milestones that you want to. And then at that, say you get, even if you get two out of those three, and then you're sitting at six and seven uh, after a year where you went three and 28 uh, with some some good good film on, uh, good, good ball on tape. Like that, I understand the Duke game was crazy and it was weird and Duke shot really poorly. And part of that was, duke shooting poorly on, on a thanksgiving morning but a lot of it was good things we were doing on defense and yep. i think a lot of this is happening uh good ball is being played the guys are fighting and uh we kind of thought that this was really hinging on glenn taylor jr becoming a star it, it looks like he's playing his ass off but uh he, he hasn't taken that step up and I, I and i think he can and i think he's just pressing and he's uh you know maybe a, a little too too worried about elevating and being in that position because uh, it's really it's just him and dex who did and andela but andela was out for so much of last year uh right. but 95 percent of last year yeah a lot any of the outside noise about this program uh was was focused on glenn taylor jr this offseason um and he's a young kid he's a, a sophomore in college uh, so I, I hope that these home games help get him going. Cause I think if he does really get going, then that's where you can get through the season and then potentially have the type of postseason either in the PAC 12 tournament, uh, knock on wood, NCAA tournament, but <laughs> NIT, uh, CBI, whatever, anything Tinkle would say yes to, uh, that you were talking about JP is if, uh, there is a, you know, second, third, fourth level that, uh, that, uh, GTJ can, uh, can get to. Uh, on the women's side of things, I think you chalk this up as to just another like good loss. Like this team is just only losing to really good teams right yeah. now. Uh, coming up, they'll they'll have this will be an interesting test for them in, in Hawaii uh, with a couple non-conference games. They'll play Nevada and LSU in Hawaii. Um, it kind of just felt like the their shots not dropping uh, against Oregon, and they were you know dominant in the paint once again. Uh, Elena Mitrovic had another double double. Um, Ducks kept in that game when they needed the shot and they just could not get it. And they're getting right. boards and they just couldn't get the shot. And it was just like something's got to drop, right? If you keep shooting, it's going to go in. Right. And they just could not 
convert right. that. And that was, it was just so, it was like heartbreaking to watch. Right. But, and sequences. I think that's coming too, because like, right, the last few games, Martha Peach has played really well and is becoming more of a scorer that you can depend on off the bench. So I think Martha will keep, like, like she will just keep getting more and more confidence in, in her shot. And I'm still waiting for AJ to, to really blow up uh, this year. Um, and, and give Talia uh, some of that, you know, support scoring in the backcourt. Uh, the Ducks did a good job keeping Reagan out of the double-double uh, column after it, it seemed like <laughs> no teams could. Uh, but, like, our, as long as Reagan and Yelena stay healthy, like, our, our bigs will keep us in, I think, every game. Uh, it's just, you know, <laughs> part of this is scheduling. Like, the team six and three, all of the, the three teams they've, they've lost to Iowa, Duke, and Oregon. Or teams that you see making runs in that women's uh, tournament every single year. Iowa has one of the best players in the country. Uh, Duke has all of our former players. They know what we're doing. <laughs> a little, a little bit of hyperbole. Um, and yeah, we're still like getting into this. And like, I think the most intriguing, one of the most intriguing storylines in women's college basketball this year is Talia von Olhoffen being sort of the undisputed best player on uh, on a basketball team. And she's still super young. Like she came into this program super young. Uh, and high they're school, getting, they're getting tested early, and I, I think they're 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 answering the bell. Uh, so we'll we'll see. I think these this Nevada game and this LSU game. I'm wondering what like on ladies have a great fucking time in Hawaii. Uh, college basketball team trip to Hawaii sounds amazing. Please don't stay at the White Lotus. Uh, I hope you're not. Again, uh, plenty because, of hypnotic because it's unavailable, dangerous, and also fictional. <laughs> And get that hip, get that hypnotic if you are of age and after the games are played. Um, we can't be giving bad advice on this show. Our mere presence is examples of what not to do. Um, but like these tournaments too are also like kind of weird because it's like I, and I don't know. I admittedly don't know how good Nevada and LSU are, but you're playing these games in Hawaii. I don't know what the attendance is going to be like. So if you're like on a, like in an empty gym in paradise uh p- playing these games like the the gym atmosphere can seem a little stuffy it can be hard to like really get rolling um so this is where like i'm really hoping that uh we turn these games on and we just you know uh see what we've come to expect from uh from this team and that's you know put up some convincing wins and uh hopefully the shots start falling because we we know this team will win a bunch of games at gill that has always been <laughs> their their mo uh, I'm not worried about that uh, for the rest of the season at all, and being a factor in the Pac-12. But you gotta, you gotta win away from Gill. <laughs> you you have to win away from Gill. Um, so yeah, these games coming up. They play Nevada Saturday, December seventeenth at six p.m., and they play LSU Sunday, December eighteenth at eight p.m. Uh, the Pacific times. Uh, Oregon State's doing a live stream for both of them uh, from Hawaii. Uh, but yeah, I hope it's a great team trip. I have no idea how uh, if they've left yet or how long they're going. I hope it's more than just forty-eight hours, <laughs> like JP's trip to Hawaii. <laughs> going for forty-eight hours and playing two games and it's it's crazy. But so it's it, but it's not a tournament, right? Like there's I no. I mean, obviously it'd be like round robin, but no. I think it's just uh, a set of non-conference games hosted by uh, University of Hawaii. Interesting. Okay, but I could be wrong. Though there's yeah. nothing. There, um, this is the part of the podcast again where I look something up. I would imagine this would be on the women's basketball page if it was a tournament, but I don't think it is. So, yeah, just game games in Hawaii. 
why not team trip the the I'll men's team dominated italy it's time for the women to take hawaii oregon state basketball imperialism baby <laughs> <laughs> all right anything else on basketball from you two um no no <laughs> i watched both i Sad, watched the ends of both games in, in uh the a bar and grill at the airport and it was uh, it was rough. It was not a good way to like look forward to the end of yeah. my forty eight hours in Maui <laughs> you're plus just, a six hour flight ahead of me. You're exhausted from forty eight hours in Maui. You're sunburnt. You have a cowboy hat on and a bottle of hypnotic next to you, watching <laughs> watching the men's game with with the Oregon State live stream on an iPad, and you're just screaming, uh, like like me yelling at a delay of game in the middle of a second quarter <laughs> <laughs> against Boise State. <laughs> They'll bounce back. They'll bo- both teams are going to bounce back pretty pretty both, I think so, too. Both teams will bounce back. Um, we have more to toast to tonight, and this is a very, very fun way and a very exciting way uh, to go out on uh, the episode on in our final segment. Uh, first of all, really important, the Jim Beavs are back. Oh, sorry. Yes. I should have I, I misspoke. The champs are back. <laughs> yeah. On the mat. And one of those aforementioned champs, Maddie Dagan, who has named not only the funniest member of the Oregon State gymnastics team last season, not only legendary member of the Oregon State gymnastics team, Oregon State gymnastics champion. And now, JP, give me the lasers. Give me the explosions. Give me the yeah. Belligerent bees. Athlete. Esquire. Maddie Dagan. Let's go. Hey, yo. Cheers. Cheers to that. Hell yeah. Maddie, welcome aboard. And I led with it being the funniest member of the Oregon State gymnastics team because. All of the belligerent beeves athletes are hilarious. That's that's uh, <laughs> that's a requirement. Yeah, you got to be funny. And ba- based on how us. much we laugh on this show, <laughs> no, that's not it. But we're <laughs> we're thrilled to have Maddie on board, and I can't wait to see what Maddie and everyone else unleashes this season. Oh, yeah, man, I thought you said on leashes, which is hilarious because as you guys see on Instagram, <laughs> they asked Maddie Mad Dog Dagan to sign. Her dog's oh, that's right. leash. What? <laughs> autographed the dog's leash. So that he said on leashes, not on le- unleashes. Un- unleashed with their signature <laughs> on leashes. <laughs> uh, Maddie Dagan signature dog leashes coming to the Belligerent Beeves merch store. I believe it is a viable product. It's viable. We can do it. Oh, shit. Hell yeah, Maddie. I love, love how this partnership's going already. That's asking someone to sign your dog leash. That's a move. Yeah, I love. And it that. makes that's a lot of sense. And then, to I mean, make the to make the second Step Brothers reference in this episode, <laughs> why do you have Randy Jackson's autograph on a martial arts weapon? Because I ran into him. I only had this samurai sword with me, and you're not going to not get Randy Jackson's on it. <laughs> I would have done the exact same thing. And if I had a dog, I would ask Maddie Dagan to sign my dog's leash. Um, 
they, they've got awesome. you know, enjoy the holidays but also uh get ready for january because january 6th and 7th in vegas maybe we'll have to go back benny uh 16 i think so 16 team field in the super 16 Ooh, be so fun includes five of the preseason top nine nine of the preseason top 20 and our legend carry jade Carre, olympic gold medalist will be joined by fellow Olympians. I wrote fellow gymnasts in the notes. That's supposed to be fellow Olympians. This is me being transparent, Beaver fam. Uh, we have typos, as as Andre tweeted uh, earlier this week. Fellow Olympians, SUNY Lee from Auburn and Jordan Childs from UCLA. Fellow gymnasts, Jesus Christ. Uh, oh, this you wrong. meet will have gymnasts. <laughs> Some people Check it out. are assholes who only watch men's sports and are just coming to college gymnastics for the first time so we have to dumb it down for the idiots. <laughs> uh, but yeah that'll be really fun um, uh, Suni Lee and uh, Jordan Shiles are, are incredible and uh, so many of the teams in that field are great as well but obviously it's all about the Beavs and uh, Tanya Chaplin squad uh, trying to have another championship caliber season We'll it's be, coming. Where, yeah. Where are the beeves coming in ranked? 14 or something? What was it? They're 14, I think. Just like, yeah. It's a it's a theme right now with us, with our teams. No kidding. Yeah, I think ranked. there's some there's some wordplay with 14 to 4 to 20 to, I, I don't know. 14 to 14, 420, uh, for noise, for... <laughs> something or other four more championships somehow you can tie this all into tens and just throw the hands up for tens on, on so far that. this season uh, i can confirm there has been no blemish detected none and i will any ncaa gymnastics judge who tries to tell me otherwise i will come to your house and fight you in the street hey but did you guys Whoa. see this i love this and i think i, I want to give this a shout that uh, Beaver Jim sent out an email. Did you guys get one of these? Beaver Jim sent uh -uh. out an email. So I guess it's our, our Beaver Nation sent out an email about supporting Oregon State Gymnastics. And I want okay. to share this because I think people should get involved. Listeners should get involved, help out the, the gymnastics team, show them some love. They deserve it. They've earned it. Uh, and I love the way that uh, Oregon State has um, – I kind of crafted this whole this whole uh, donation slash support uh, campaign. So you could donate with like a one-time donation. The original one or first one would be 60 bucks, which is in honor of Coach Chaplin having won six Pac-12 Coach of the Year awards. Nice. Then there's $100 for uh, the Beavs earning their share of the Pac-12 title last year. 260 for Cha Coach Chaplin uh, guiding the Beavs for 26 seasons. And then 470 for the Beavs achieving 47 straight seasons reaching the NCAA regionals. 47 straight seasons, by the way. We finally we found a streak that's been in place longer than all of us have been alive. We did it. <laughs> I feel so young again. <laughs> so whatever whatever you can contribute there, by all means, like those are really fun to do. But they also do all this stuff. So like every time that somebody gets a 9.9 .9 or better in competition, you could donate like a dollar every time that happens. Right. Or every time somebody scores a perfect 10, you could donate 
ten dollars. You can donate a uh, ambiguously placed business card that said "I fucking told you so." That goes <laughs> to every judge that just awarded the ten, and if they know what's good for them, I'm just kidding. I'm not threatening NCAA judges publicly on this podcast. That would be silly. Just. <laughs> but hear us out. No, do I, you want to whisper blemish. that? Yeah. Exactly. Show me the blemish. Anyways, check it out. Um, if you if you're looking for like the website, it's uh caringscent.org, which is like C E N T um slash OSU slash gymnastics twenty twenty two. We'll tweet and this. You can go there and check out uh it's called the Rally for the Beeves. So uh I we're gonna support uh as you know, a a platform or whatever the hell we call ourselves these days, but yeah, platform. I think it's a good way to just continue to reward their success because they are great. They're not good. They are great. And they've they been great deserve... forever. Yes. And they do deserve 47 no years. No blemishes detected. Yep. Ever. Ever. Never. I would, the... I would be the best, most unbiased judge. No blemishes detected. <laughs> 10. Put this scorecard in my fucking hands. He hasn't hey, even started hey, yet, Terry. 10. 10. 10. Ten. I already know it. I and just know ten. it. <laughs> that, that was Billy Bob from Varsity Blues. Oh, nice. That's that's that. that. Remember when you felt young a second ago? Had to make you feel that old. That's <laughs> the first movie I snuck into. We talked about this, didn't we? <laughs> I don't think you snuck into Varsity. Was Blues. it? Uh huh. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. Mm. I bought Bicentennial Man tickets. <laughs> we did we i don't know if we talked about you buying by successfully buying bicentennial man tickets and then successfully seeing varsity blues uh we did talk about me successfully buying a beautiful mind tickets and then unsuccessfully trying to see how high starring method man and red man <laughs> imagine being 12 and trying to see how high and then having to sit through two and a half hours of a beautiful mind. It's how different of an afternoon that turns into. I think I'm better for it though. Both are, they're, they're both in my all time top five favorite movies. Wait, what was the first R rated movie that you got into when you were younger then? That I like snuck into or that I got into? That you success. Like well, I, wrongfully, because my my dad uh, was not named Father of the Year because of the movies he took me to. I'll just say that. <laughs> Starting with the most egregious one was He Got Game when I was ten because it's a basketball movie and I loved basketball. Still love basketball. <laughs> Guess what's in He Got Game? A lot more than just basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I think He Got Game was the first. And 101st set of boobs I ever saw in my life. <laughs> in one afternoon with my father. Uh, so that is why we're in father-son therapy, but uh, our our relationship grows more every day. That was such a quiet ride home. That was such a quiet ride home. It was a quiet ride home. Hey, um, don't feel bad. My dad made my dad made similar not mistakes, but I guess uh we were actually in Boulder, Colorado, visiting uh, University of Colorado with my older sister. And we were in the middle of, like, a just tsunami rainstorm. It was insane. Like, thunder, rain, couldn't go outside. We're in the hotel. We're like, what are we going to do? They're like, you know, there's a there's a, a VHS rental little kiosk in the lobby. Dude, when hotels rented VHS. Yes. Guess what we rented? Great era. What? Wait, so this was when you... When this was like two, So Ali would have been 17. Okay. I don't know. 
American uh, Pie. American Pie. Was it American Pie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't know why I guess. So that that's was weird awesome. to watch with my whole family in a hotel room. Well, that's oh, your whole family was there. Wow, that's one of those movies too where there are there are so many awkward father son moments also in the movie <laughs> yeah. that shouldn't be happening in the universe of the movie, and they are, and they're also happening in your personal universe. Oh man, that's that's where you're just trying to think of anything to say to break the silence that's in the room, right? Right. But all, I moments, wanted to see the movie because I was like, there's no uh, other time I'm going to be allowed to I see American I don't American do that Pie. with my tube socks, Dad. <laughs> Anyone want popcorn? Don't worry, I only eat the pie. My my <laughs> friends and I don't try to steal the Spice Channel. We're just playing video games, we promise. <laughs> my tube socks go on my feet. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we probably should have ended the episode uh, exactly four minutes ago. <laughs> hot take. That edible hit so hard. That doesn't seem like so a hot hard. take. It seems like a regular <laughs> take. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. My God. I, you can't hot take when an edible starts. Just because your palms are sweaty right now doesn't mean it's a hot take. They are. It's a take he had while his body temperature went to 4,000 degrees like a goddamn juvenile album. JP, please play five seconds of Back That Ass Up on Juvenile! Yeah! <laughs> that is a great song to go out on. This yes. was a blast, as it always is. 75 episodes of these in the books. Uh, from everyone listening in the Paris of the Pacific Northwest on the campus of Oregon State University, the Harvard of the Pac-12. We love you. We love everyone in Brandon, South Dakota, especially my main man, Brandon, South Dakota, Grand Forks, North Dakota, everyone in Japan, uh, from Wiz Khalifa to the German national drinking team from the movie Beer Fest, who have con are also confirmed listeners. And everyone making us the number 96 <laughs> sports podcast in Japan. And yeah. everyone in between. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're going to be in Vegas, let us know. DM us on Twitter. DM us on Instagram. Don't DM us on anything else because we are super not checking those. <laughs> Get in our Discord for sure. Join us on Patreon. Uh, we're on Facebook. Uh, check out the dive. There'll be a new piece by Andy Snacks up tomorrow. Uh, that is Woo! tomorrow, Tuesday, December thirteenth. We're recording this on Monday, December twelfth. This might be we might be a Monday night pod for the foreseeable future. Uh, like, subscribe, rate, review. Five stars only. That's one, two, three, four, five. Ask me anything, fifth. Five stars on Apple and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And please uh, pause the episode right now. Copy. Well, not, not yet. Pause it after <laughs> I tell you. Copy the link and get ready to pause. And after you pause, text the duck fan in your life. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, 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 ha. It's a new day, but we still won 38 to 34. And in case you're wondering, it was 19 consecutive running attempts. The Big Ten doesn't want to fuck you 
Oregon, and we just fucked you with Big Ten football. Ha, 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 ha. Copy, paste, Spotify link to episode 75 of the Belligerent Beast podcast. Thank you so much, Beaver fan. We love you so much for my co-host, Benjamin Lawrence, Sebastian Weehage. He's Benny with the good quaff. Benny Bedlam because he's fucking crazy, folks. Uh, Tacoma Ben about to be Las Vegas Ben hanging out with me on the strip. Can't fucking wait. At BennyL1986 on Instagram, Twitter, and whatever other social media channels you happen to be on, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> Amazon, execs.net. Only fans. BennyL1986. Uh, for sure. BennyL1986 on OnlyFans and fans only. A, a, different, Ooh, yeah. a different type of medium. And JP Bertram coming at you from NEP, baby. And he is found on social media on Twitter, if it's still there, at the Trio J at the underscore Trio underscore J because he's too Trio to be real, and at JP Bertram on Instagram. My name is Terry Horseman, getting ready to fly to Las Vegas to see my friend Benny and meet his girlfriend, and also watch us win the fucking Vegas Bowl, baby. And you can find oh. me on Twitter at Terry Horseman, or if Instagram's more your thing. Terrence Horseman on Instagram, the fancy one. And uh, yeah, that, that's all I'm on. I'm, a, I'm not on Facebook, except I am still on Facebook. And on LinkedIn, looking for work. Please, please hire me. <laughs> Thank you, Beaver fam, for uh, listening to another episode of the Blizzard Beaver podcast. We're still tickled to death that people enjoy this and listen to it. And we hope we made smile and laugh a bit whenever you are listening to us uh cheer loud for the beeves this weekend whether you're in vegas or watching anywhere around the globe and remember you gotta enjoy it hopefully it's win number 10 hopefully it's a bowl win and remember that while we're enjoying all of these milestones and fun times that you can't spell chop them without hope chop them chop them chop them bring back bernice we out